Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this man here is Merrick Larwood. Hello, Merrick. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. Welcome to the film podcast. My name is Marek Larwood, and as with me as always is David Reed. Hello, David. Hello, Marek. How are you doing? It's great to be here. It's like being stuck in a loop, isn't it? It is a bit like being stuck in a loop. Um, but what a loop, as they say. What, what a loop. What a lovely loop that one's got. Oh, it's a hell of a loop. Talking of loops. Yeah. Um, I went to the cinema this week. <laughs> <laughs> that segue was fast. I don't even so care fast. about segue. I, I don't, I'm not even sure I saw it. I'm, I want to make the segue so bad, people stop and think and press a little rewind button on their <laughs> yeah, No, there wasn't one, was there? No, he just went straight into the. Uh... And speaking of fish, um, car parks. It was um, like talking to some heavily autistic person. <laughs> oh. Can you uh, say that? You have done. Okay, that said, I went to see a film at my local art cinema. It mm. was an arts film. An arts film, that genre of arts film. And everyone knows, you know, they associate me with highbrow stuff. Yeah. And I like to perpetuate that myth. <laughs> By keeping your brows high. They are, and I need something. I need to keep them quite high because my forehead <laughs> is is growing day by day. Well, it becomes deceptively smaller if you just raise your eyes exactly. all the time, doesn't it? Um, so that I'm, that's why I go and see highbrow films. Yeah. I went to see a film called Phoenix. Phoenix. I have not heard of this film. Well, it was it was it had good ratings. It's a, it's by a German director, a writing director called Christian Petzold, who's quite renowned. Petzold, uh, a bit like Pet. It was P E T Z O L D. Petzold. So what happened was he? I think he was running a pet shop. Yes. Got rid of all of them. Got rid of pets. Sold. Yeah. Pets sold. Not just any old pets. All of them. What? Religious pets. Pet zealots sold. No, Christian. Christian pets sold. <laughs> Christian. Oh, yeah. I forgot what his first name He was. sold... All this Christian pets. He sold a lot of animals to the church. Yeah. And with that money, Christian pet sold got... Went was into, born. Like a phoenix from the flames. He went into the movie industry. To make phoenix. Now, is this phoenix a literal phoenix? Is it about a lovely bird? Or is it a metaphorical phoenix? Metaphorical, mate. Okay. Um, but there is a, a, a pub, a club in it called the Phoenix... Okay, well, I think that's just the, the idea. It's not okay. the film of Phoenix Knights, is it? No, no, it's very <laughs> far from that. Okay. So what's happened is is that it starts off with um, there's a disfigured woman, her head's covered in bandages. She just come out of the concentration camps, and she's been driven back in to 
Germany with um, her, her by her friend who looks after her, and she wants to find her husband. Okay. Um, but her friend does not want her to be involved with her husband. She hasn't. Uh, she, she Was he a got, bad man in the war? Well, it's this is the story that you don't really know what he did. Whether he, she's now she doesn't know this, but uh, her friend eventually tells her that he divorced her because she was Jewish. Right. She was a Jewish To sing- save himself? Singer. Yeah, and it's... Mm. Uh, it, we don't know whether that he... Because uh, he took, got taken away from inter- for interrogation, whether he actually dobbed her in. I don't know if that's the word, dobbed in. Uh, that's the official word, yes. Um, you, you'd be tried for dobbing in The Hague. Yeah. Whether he dobbed her in to the Nazis. Yeah. Um, we don't know that, but she's still in love with him. Now... The, so who's the phoenix in this particular metaphor? She is because she has she's rising she, from the ashes. She basically has of... come back. She's very disturbed. She's come back from the concentration. Obviously, she's uh, had had her face rebuilt oh. by a plastic surgeon, saying she wanted to look how she looked before. Right. Um, this is the crucial part. She's not so she looks different apparently. But now here's my problem with this film. Okay. I know you you have to um, what, uh, suspend some disbelief in in the cinema. That's it, crucial. Doesn't sound like you have to in a film like this. Well, what, it doesn't what, sound like you have to. But she's not a she's not a transforming robot, is she? Well, <laughs> you say that her original face was that of Optimus Prime. It's there are two big problems with the film. The, right. One is the plot. Is the fact what happens is. She eventually sees her husband who's working in a bar called the Phoenix. Yeah. And he decides to... He doesn't recognise her, but she... Um, she recognises him because he, he's got the same he's face. He's the same face, yeah. And he doesn't realise it's her, and he decides that he can try and get... the. He thinks she's dead, and she had lots of money. He can try and get her inheritance by claiming she's alive... And trying to fool her friends and respective people into thinking it is it is her, so he can get all this money and they can split it. But it is her. Yeah, but he doesn't. He doesn't know it is her. Why does he want to use specifically this woman? Because she. <laughs> I mean, that seems unlikely. She seems similar to his wife. <laughs> right. Similar looking, but not exactly the similar same. looking. The problem is right. Is that even if you had been through. God forbid you went through, you know, had a horrific uh, uh, incident where you got your face shot up, had yeah. surgery, yeah, and had been through a, a traumatizing incident, like Jack Napier at the beginning of Batman. Okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, I still think your spouse yeah. would be able to recognize you from your voice and eyes, voice, <laughs> eyes, even the sm- you know people smell. The smell, way you move, the, man, the way you move. Yeah, it you, was you, so. You recognise so many little things of people as well. I have, I've genuinely seen someone out of the corner of my eye, and it's just something about the way that I've done that. I've definitely done that, and it's something about the way you move. You go, oh, it's my friend from school. Yeah, and you look at them; they look nothing like them. But there was, there's a way that person moved. You just go, no, it's, it's so, instantly it's so there, distinct. and it's nothing I'd be able to describe to yeah. anyone at all. Your gait and everything is yeah, so yeah. distinct. And even this, he's trying to get his wife to move like his wife moved. And then she puts makeup on and dyes her hair again. And he sort of half recognises her. And it's all about the, whether... The problem is, it, this is a 
fundamental failing. Okay. That I cannot believe. It's it's a far fetched story, but I cannot believe that someone would not recognise their own spouse, and and that she would be so traumatised as to go along and not say to her. Why doesn't uh, she go? No, I'm not going to pretend to be your wife. I am your wife. It's not really You're a, clearly a bad one. Because as soon as he wants to do this scheme, he's clearly a bad guy. Why does she go along with it? Because she loves him. She loves him, and she's uh, sort of unspoken what she's been through. It's briefly described, but she's been for you know. A horrifically traumatic time okay. and trying to rebuild, and she's a very fragile person. I mean, there's a lot of spoilers here, but I don't think many people are going to watch it. But I don't understand how someone didn't go to Christian Pet Shop and say, Listen, um, I want to go to the Christian Pet Shop. <laughs> I think there's a flaw, yeah, a fundamental flaw in the fact that a person doesn't recognize their own, and it's all about that story, yes. And even I'm going to do spoilers here. Even at the end, when she's made up, her friends, and she goes to meet her old friends, they all perfectly, they're not even thinking, oh, you've... It's, but you're forgetting, you're forgetting, Marit, that uh, these were different times, and it was rare for a husband to even look at his wife uh, before the war. It's very much a post-war, Second World War world where men would actually look at their wives. It's so odd, but my other criticism of this film yeah. is that it's possibly... The slowest start to a film. How slow? I mean, are we talking slower than the lift in speed? I mean, how slow are we talking? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I cannot remember a film where everything takes an age to happen. Yeah. Okay. It's about as slow as my new microwave. Which no. is, yeah, which is the cheapest microwave on the market. And you almost have to triple the time <laughs> on the wine. How many watts is it? I don't, has it? It doesn't even say how many watts in it. I Nearly think a watt. It's literally like, like trying to cook a ready meal next by just pressing a light bulb against it. Or your palm. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. That is how slow... It was so jaw-droppingly slow, and there were three people in the cinema, and I brought popcorn in. I mean... It's not really the right film to eat popcorn to. <laughs> really slowly. I was finding myself eating popcorn, so trying to put my hand in into the bag. I'd rather buy them from the from the vendor where they're really expensive. I buy them from my yeah. news agent, where you get the most crinkly bags ever. Yep. You open them in the adverts at the yep. start, not even the trailers. So they're open. They're down there by the side of you, and you can just if you pretend your hand is like one of those um, arcade machine grabbers. Yeah. Beak, beak your hand up. <laughs> beak it up. Go in slowly and just try and get... The... I yeah, was yeah, literally yeah. pretending to be an arcade grabber and trying to eat popcorn silently to amuse myself for almost an hour. Wow. And then maybe one thing happened, because she's a singer. He had to, uh, there's a point where she's always going to start singing and you wonder if she's going to recognise her from that. Yeah. Everything is so implausible about this film. How slow... Is it how many Marrick's microwaves would you give it for slowness? Is if it the made, slowest film you've ever seen? I think it has to be. So how many Marrick's microwaves? It made far from the Madden crowd. The Madden crowd is quite quickly, actually. Okay. It made one of those sort of, uh, what they call the really slow, um, oh, what's the word for them? My brain's gone. Those ter- period dramas that were so, it's the slowest film we've ever seen. Okay. Okay. Well, you have to try and beat it now. With if the you turn film. that film into my microwave, 
Yeah. I think my, my people, and it was the Industrial Revolution. Yeah. People would think, oh, this new mi- my microwave would be the new one that's come out, the new sort of first ever microwave. Would be like having broadband microwave. <laughs> I know I'm mixing a lot of uh, different. I mean, I'm <laughs> terribly confused, but I sort of get what you're saying. Um, all right, how many Mariks do you give Phoenix? I think the acting was good, and it was shot nicely. It's in German, is it? Yeah, and the the ending. If you made this into a twenty minute uh, short film, it'd mm. be good. It just doesn't merit, uh, however long it was. It's I mean, very easy for the. It was the, probably an hour and a half. The art I think it film genre that I'm I'm being arch about that because I don't really believe it's a genre. But there's lots of films that are considered art simply because they are slow. Um, and I don't think it's a decent enough excuse. It was 98 minutes. It felt at least 20 times as long as that. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought at times, I wondered whether the budget was so not enough and whether they're just trying to stretch the film to that one hour, the magical one hour 30 mark. Mm. So they can, it can justify the budget and they can release it as a feature film because there's no money in the shorts no. So they have to, Short they have to do an hour pitches for other projects, yeah. aren't they? Um, so there we go. Uh, there we go. Well, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix. Do you want to say it again? Phoenix. Uh, here is a letter. A letter? Who's it from? David Garden. David Garden. It's a lovely place if you've not been. There's some good names today, aren't there? Yeah. Uh uh, does he have an accent? Um, no. I would like you to do it. Oh, from Morningside in Edinburgh. But have a rather deep cartoonish voice. So a Mr Bean infused Miss Jean Brodie accent. That's what? impossible. What's Miss Jean Brodie? The pride of Miss Jean Brodie. What's the accent? I can't remember. It's morning shade, is like that. Do that, that's perfect. There is no way of combining those two. Those two people would never have a love child. I'm sorry, that's just impossible. Just Mr one. Bean is unintelligible. Just do the first paragraph, Mr Bean, and the second bit, Gene Brody. David Brown, Brody the Dark, and also Danielle. Long time, you don't first time caller. You can't understand what exactly, he's saying. Can't understand just do Gene Brody then. Um... I'm a huge fan of the podcast and would like to thank you and your guests for turning me on to excellent films I was previously unaware of. Highlights include World's Greatest Dad, The Hunt, and most recently, Going Clear. If I've learned anything about David and Marek's preferences over the years, it is that, like myself, you're both willing to go with a film regardless of premise or genre, so long as it is doing something in an exciting and innovative way, with the exception of Marek and superhero movies. Shut up! Keeping that in mind, I'd like to suggest that you both check out the addictively terrifying horror It Follows. There's another vote for It Follows. We have so many of these, haven't we? Yeah, we should probably listen to them. It Follows revolves around a curse which causes the victim to be constantly followed at walking pace by a wraith which takes the form of normal people that could conceivably be found in the area in which it appears. The end game is simple. If the wraith touches you, you're dead. This creates a constant and unrelenting sense of dread as anyone walking on the fringes of the m- mizen scene is a potential wraith. 
Beyond the premise, the teenage characters are surprisingly likeable. The 70s throwback soundtrack is utterly brilliant. And unlike so many horrors before it, there is a satisfying conclusion of sorts. I was genuinely creeped out for days after watching the film and still enjoy listening to the soundtrack while walking around highly populated areas. I hope you get a chance to see the film and would be thrilled to hear your thoughts. Keep watching the films with hands covered in your eyes. David Garden! Uh, thanks, David Garden. Oh, thank you. Well, we should. Everyone has recommended uh, it. I, I, nobody's actually mentioned what the premise is before, but in terms of finding a new thing to terrify you, that does sound like a, that's, that does sound like a good premise. Yeah. Doesn't it? Sounds good. Sounds good. It follows. We will track it down. We missed it in the cinemas. It's not available on streaming. We are a non piracy podcast, so uh, we can't watch it yet. But um, we'll, we'll find out. Has anyone else. Uh, oh, emailed in. To, yeah, all the same for next week, shall we? Oh, sure. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> oh. uh, I was no. going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to talk about the, the documentary I've watched. Oh, okay. Twenty feet from stardom. Yeah. Do you want to read now? That's it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Twenty feet from stardom sounds great. Tell me it about won- that. It well, it beat the act of killing, which I think is one of the best films in recent times. Yes. Documentary in recent times to the Oscar, which is a big surprise. Oh, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, a big surprise to me. It, it, 20 Feet from Stardom is basically a documentary about the backing singers uh, and how... Uh, the backing singers? Backing singers to people like... Uh, oh, I see. Okay. Rolling Stones, Bruce Springsteen, Elton John. You name these big old stars. Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. And there's some people who are, who are okay. the girls hey. from Tina Turner, yeah. Um who are the, who are the singers for all of these bands, and they've been on amazing tours, but no one knows who they are. Like my old drum teacher, he was the drummer for Diana Ross and Chris Rea. No one knows who he is. He they he might have known some of these backing singers. Quite possible. And they're incredible. And they, and they um, it follows about five or six of them. One of the main ones is Darlene Love, who sang loads of famous songs and actually got her name taken off them at the records by Phil Spector. Uh, Evil Phil Spector. When he went, and when he shot a woman in the face. No, when it's back in the six when she was a teenager, and he would just basically use these backing singers and just actually wow. scrub their names off, and they just became you He's know a villain. His a name's Spector. Evil villain. His name's Phil. And some of these singers are incredible, you know, mm. and they just struggling. To, they're not really doing badly, I suppose, because they're working as backing singers, but they never break through because they always take those roles now I haven't seen this film but I would already suggest that the world of backing singers is probably less um, in depth and fascinating in terms of the human condition than uh, people who are sort of complicit murderers for a regime I think The Act of Killing was a, a, an astounding documentary yeah absolutely mind blowing this is a very good documentary okay. this is very uh, it's safer by the sound it's safe but it's just interesting but it's, I think I can see why Hollywood liked it because it's about the industry it's about the unfairness of the meat and how people just become stars for some reasons and the, and how uh, n- people who aren't necessarily talented uh, who aren't who are more talented not to the famous uh, singers yeah don't break through because they haven't got the egos they haven't got the drive they're in the wrong place at the wrong time they don't look pretty enough There's you hear some of these backing singers who are incredible I mean one of them is absolutely 
at this world singer. She does all the duets. Um, they're ones who did like the uh, you know the Gimme Shell to the Rolling Stones yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who went in apparently when she when she sang that thing, she was heavily pregnant. She got a call that night saying the Rolling Stones had come over. They wanted someone to do the the just a shot away. Uh, yeah, uh, she was in her pajamas. She turned up and really went for it, and they were am- amazed by her. And the other one does a singer that does this live. All these huge songs where you uh, they did loads of some Joe Cocker stuff. Basically, you've heard these singers. Yeah, they're on seminal songs uh, that you would have heard their voices, but you don't know who they are. And and it's the same one saying, oh, "I did that song. I did that song. I did that song." And it's incredible. You think I don't even know this person, but the yeah, yeah. band's famous. And they were, and it's just it's, it's fascinating about how talent doesn't make it to the top necessarily, and all the other factors. Well, if, now I understand why uh, the academy like. There's one brilliant together. bit when they've got these singers, and you've you've seen them all um, doing their bit and singing solo, doing these amazing things. As the David Letterman show and Kylie Minogue singing her song, uh, obviously miming to it, or just singing yeah, yeah. a pretty rubbish singer. And you see these three singing in the background. I think, did Kylie Minogue even know how incredible these singers are? And they're just doing the sort of la la la's yeah, in the background yeah, yeah. to her. I thought it was fascinating, and it just shows you the same in, in, in any industry, like the same in comedy and acting. It's just all who you know. The story that you do, you sort of know what you know. Sorry, Buddy's just trying to. Buddy's. He's suddenly become interested buddy's in Marek's got face. Very romantic with me, and doing this, I, I don't know what it is. Whether I've had the coffee or it's just you're trying to, what is it, buddy? Oh, he's actually getting quite <laughs> bitey with me now. No, 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 that's playful. He's getting playful. Come here, buddy. He's a dog, by the way. But he's the dog. He's not my. Um, he's not my simple cousin. I know what happened. You know what happens in the story already. But it's a really great document. It's really well made. Uh, the footage they've got. They've got interviews with people like you know Mick Jagger, Sting, uh, um, Springsteen, all all the famous. People obviously thought, do you know what? We appreciate these backing singers so much. Yeah, we will do interviews. But guys that have been going that long, they they'll have personal relationships with these yeah. people just because the audiences don't know who they are. Like they, they, these guys who can do whatever they want, like Springsteen, um, that he he will have his pick of any backing singer he wants, and he'll use them again and again and again. You know he will. Yeah, uh, the East Street Band probably has their own singers who are in. It's a really great documentary. Uh, I give it eight Marics. Okay, what's Chris. what's its uh, where does it fall down? Just its subject matter, just not being quite fascinating. I think enough? eight is a very good documentary. I think if you yeah, yeah. have get a nine or a ten, they've got to be spectacular. Yeah, uh, and the act of killing is spectacular. But this is I re- if you like the music industry, I really recommend watching it. What's it's his good. name again? Twenty feet from stardom. Twenty feet from stardom. Okay. I also watched a documentary that um, Jim Williams recommended as well. Oh yeah, which one was that? Murder you mentioned a on a Sunday morning. Murder on a Sunday morning. Um, how is it? It's made for TV, that one, isn't it? Yeah, it's about basically this poor, uh, this these uh, people in um, is it Carolina, I think, just falsely accuse this fifteen-year-old uh, black boy of committing murder because they want to get a name uh, of a tourist. Yeah, and they don't investigate properly and intimidate, and intimidate him into confessing, and then luckily for him, he has a brilliant uh, defense lawyer who. Investigates the case properly. It's the story of the case. Oh wow! It's a really good TV documentary. Sounds great. Murder on Sunday morning. I think it's on YouTube as well. Great, great. So yes, uh, Gemma Whelan brought that one in. Uh, big documentaries fan. Turns out um, we've had uh, we've had the um, sort of 
companion piece to uh, King of Kong recommended to us as well, haven't we, in previous letters? Uh, which has more uh, Billy oh, what was that? Yes. Mitchell in it. I oh, mean, we should read that letter out. Oh, have, uh, have we not read that one before? I can't remember. I can't remember. Have you seen um, the trailer for the film Pixels? No. Now, this is... It might be terrible, it might be great, I've no idea. But the entire premise um, is an episode of Futurama where um, aliens attack uh, using... Uh, computer game technology having been listening into our radio waves for years and so we need to use our greatest uh, computer game experts to defeat them so an enormous Pac-Man is going around the city destroying everything but it's sort of like with cubes like hyper real glowing cubes he's made of like he is made of pixels and uh, Josh Gad uh, Adam Sandler and Peter Dinklage play computer game experts who are brought in to do it. Peter Dinklage is playing the King of Kong and his character's name was originally Billy Mitchell and they've changed it for rights reasons. Wow. But he's playing Billy Mitchell as a as a dwarf. <laughs> wow. Um, so he's, be great he's made it. He's made it, Billy Mitchell. He's a legend now. Um, but yeah, I, I've no idea if it'll be any good, but it looks sort of fascinating anyway. It's, it's a fun idea, at least. Yeah, cool. All right, then. Anyway, that's enough gabbing on for this week. Um, we'll be back next week with yet more films. But in the meantime, keep watching the films. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.